Welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin, and this is a bonus show. I uh, Enough people reached out and asked for it on Twitter, so I figured I'd hop behind the microphone. Uh, not much really going on, you know, just another super superstar wants to be a Laker, I guess. Uh, so, so reportedly, Kawhi Leonard wants out of San Antonio. He is sick of of kind of the muzzle I, I it seems like if you if you kind of pay attention to everything uh he seems like he i think at one point somebody reported that he feels betrayed by the organization so that uh that puts the lakers in an even better spot than than they were uh last time i recorded with pete when we kept on talking about how the winds were kind of blowing in their favor so uh, I'm going to talk about the uh, – I'm going to summarize what's kind of been going on here uh, to the best of my knowledge. I'm going to get into the pros and cons of trading for him, and and obviously the pros outweigh the cons, but there are cons and, and stuff to be kind of worried about. Um, and then I'm going to get into how good the Lakers might be if things kind of go in their, in their way this offseason. So – as always, you guys know where to find the show. Megaphone slash Panoply, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Today's Fast Break, Spotify, Alexa, Silver Screen and Roll. Uh, let's, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Arunale. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Lakers. Um, let's start here. So the, the story with Kawhi dates back to heading into the season even, right? He, he had that injury, and uh, according to his... Uh, his side of the story or his camp, they're saying that he didn't feel comfortable stepping back out onto the court. And now we don't really know quite yet if that was kind of a reason to not play uh, for other reasons. There, there has been a ton of, of speculation about Kawhi wondering whether or not the Spurs are actually good for his personal brand, which is interesting because you kind of thought that they were a match made in heaven. He was this super quiet dude who didn't want to talk to the media, didn't want to do commercials, wasn't, didn't really seem all that interested in that stuff. And then you come to find out that actually, oh, and, and, and it was a perfect match because the Spurs don't want their players doing any of that. But then you come to find out, and I think Kawhi kind of came to find out over the course of this last couple of years or so when he was dealing with injuries, hey, I have, there's a mortality in the NBA. There is this is not an infinite time that i can i can earn all this money and i think he kind of realized or his camp kind of realized or helped him realize that he might be leaving money on the table by not pursuing brand expansion or brand marketing and so what you have here is is a whole bunch of he said he said uh, between the Spurs and, and Kawhi Leonard. It's hard to report on injury stuff because of HIPAA and everything that, that goes into that. And so, you know, we're left to kind of guess, but we jump ahead to this morning or, or Friday morning, and people are, you know, he, he makes it known via the media that he wants out of San Antonio. The Supermax contract doesn't matter to him. He just wants out of there. And, uh, and you know, the Woj hopped on Twitter and said that the Spurs have yet to hear about this, that he has yet to make this known with the organization. So that's something to keep an eye on. And then Woj threw his own two cents on there, I'm guessing because 
LeVar hasn't given him any scoops, he kind of spat on the idea of Lonzo heading out to uh, the Spurs not being really a thing, which is kind of laughable when you really think about it because Lonzo, like in terms of the player that he is, he's a perfect Spur. He's really good on defense. He's super unselfish. He has an insane uh, basketball IQ. He's a little rough around the edges with some of his skills, um, but those are the things that he could hone in San Antonio. Really, the only reason why he might not fit in San Antonio is because of LeVar Ball. But if that's a legitimate concern, you want you want LeVar Ball to be told to shut up by an organization capable of telling him to shut up. Now, we'll see if they are a little bit more remiss to do that after kind of after that biting them in the way that it did with Kawhi Leonard, but at least with with Lonzo heading to San Antonio, I just I I find it hard to believe that San Antonio would pass up on Lonzo Ball just because of of Lavar, given everything that he's kind of shown. So if that's if that's kind of the trade, if the Lakers want to, if they're capable or if they can convince the Spurs to take on Lonzo and Dang, and it'll probably take another first round pick beyond that, and that's what they can land a top five to top 10 pick or a top 10 talent across the NBA, uh, then I think you do that. And I'm going to get into why I think you should do that with some pros and cons exercise uh, here in a bit. Yes, you heard me right. I'm going to do exercise. No, I'm kidding. We're going to, we're going to talk about the pros and cons here. Now the pros, obviously you get a, a player in Kawhi Leonard uh, and if the Lakers make a trade for him before free agency starts and before they can start meeting with players, well, then that's something that they can sit down and and show to LeBron, hey, look, we got this guy. Uh, here is one bona fide superstar that we get. If you sign here, we can we you know you we can add that to that core. Um, you and Kawhi are two of the few players that have actually given the Warriors problems, and you guys being on the same team probably would would be a really good. <laughs> Probably a really good combination, and if they can work the cap well enough, then they can talk to Paul George, and now you go into next season with a big three, which is honestly perfect for the modern NBA between LeBron, Paul George, and Kawhi. Uh, that's that team, and, and we'll I'll talk about you know in the next segment I'll get to why I think that's the perfect big three for the modern NBA, but. But you can now sit down with free agents and say, this is something that we we concretely uh, and and definitely have here, and we can add you to that. Uh, that's going to be pretty tough for LeBron to turn down. And if you go by Vegas's odds, it's not like he's going to need to be convinced all that crazily, right? So, so that's uh, those are the pros there. Um, the cons, though, there are a couple red flags with Kawhi. He's coming off of injury for one thing. Uh, now, we, like I said earlier, we don't know if that injury is actually a legitimate injury or if it's his kind of excuse to not play. But either way, right, like if, if it's an actual injury, well, then that's reason for concern in, in and of itself. But if it's him using injury or, or some form of an injury and he's exaggerating that injury not to play for an organization that he doesn't want to play for, well, then you never quite know what he's capable of moving forward. It's kind of like, you know, relationships that start that are born out of infidelity, right? You you know what that significant other is now capable of. And so you're kind of wondering here, all right, well, that's that's something that should 
kind of sort of be on your mind moving forward, right? And that'll be something that'll be on on the Lakers' minds moving forward. And the other con here is, look, uh, say what you will about frustrations from Kawhi's side. There's reasons to be frustrated. I mean, hell, they they basically called him a liar uh, over the course of this season. So... <laughs> That's not going to sit very well with an NBA superstar, especially in this era where they're where they're learning to utilize their leverage and 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 bend the league to their will, which is a good thing, by the way. But but you you know they they kind of screwed Kawhi in this situation. But even before that, though, uh, even with that said, the Spurs are still one of the better run organizations in all of American professional sport. Right, they're right there with the New England Patriots. They're right there with. Uh, the Yankees and during the nineties, they're right there with the Lakers up until these last kind of five or six years or so. And so, you know, you, you kind of, there's reason to be a little nervous. I don't think it's enough to overshadow the pros and the benefits of trading for Kawhi Leonard, but there's reason to be nervous about somebody who is sitting in a room and with with one of the better organizations in all of American professional sport and telling everybody else that they're crazy. Right. Like that's you always got to be a little iffy about that person who is willing and capable of of formulating their own reality. And when everybody else in the room is telling them, actually, no, it's this way. And they're shouting back. No, you guys are the crazy ones. That's when you got to be a little iffy there, a little dubious of shouts to whoever says that's my favorite favorite word. Um, those are the pros and cons. Like I said, though, I think the pros vastly outweigh the, the, the cons, uh, especially if the Lakers you know, w- can utilize their leverage. If Kawhi makes it known to everybody who is willing to trade for him that he is 100% not going to re-sign with them in the upcoming offseason, that really helps the Lakers. Uh, so, so if the Lakers are able to, to get him for you know, one of either Lonzo or Ingram, uh, plus Dang in a future first. I think you just you kind of have to do that. As 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 big of a bummer as it would be to see you know Lonzo or or Ingram develop into whatever they're capable of developing uh, into in San Antonio, I think you you have to take the the chance with Kawhi because it could potentially lead to LeBron, which could then potentially lead to Paul George, which could then lead to the type of veterans that can be put around them. And that's the team that can win a title. And uh, that's how I'm going to leave this segment. I'm going to take a quick second here. And when I come back, I'll get into how good I think that team is capable of being. So I think a team of LeBron... Paul George and Kawhi, uh, because of switchability, because of basketball IQs, because they can all shoot, because they can all kind of create for themselves uh, or each other, that team is capable of beating the Golden State Warriors. I, I Not that I would take them. I don't know if I would take them in a series before I see them actually play, but I think they're capable of competing with the Golden State Warriors, if not beating them, depending on the other pieces that are kind of put around them. If that, if those three are, are and the Lakers are, are together, and the Lakers are able to keep Julius Randle, uh, and you have a, and you have kind of that Draymond-ish presence as the small ball five, well then now you're really cooking with with gasoline. And if you're if you can find a point guard who can handle the pick and roll uh with with Kawhi or with or, or not really with Kawhi but with LeBron or with Paul George uh now again like that that team is is 
pretty perfectly constituted to compete in this era of, of the NBA, uh, in this in this kind of stretch that the NBA is playing in, where there's such an emphasis on shooting, switchability, uh, multiple ball handlers, all that kind of stuff, right? So I think they're capable of doing that. Uh, and, and look, it, if they don't have Randall, and maybe it's it's Brooke Lopez or, or you know who has said that they he is willing to take less to play for a Lakers team that is in contention, uh, well then that's that's a another very good team. It's I don't think it quite has the ceiling that it would if if uh, Julius Randall was around, but that's that's pretty tough to to thumb your nose at and if the lakers decide now here's where the cap stuff gets really really complicated and i don't think this is really possible but if the lakers are somehow able to keep lonzo and maybe flip him for kemba who i think is only making 12 million dollars this year uh, but if they're able to flip lonzo for kemba and you go into next season with kemba uh, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and say Julius Randle or Brooke Lopez or whatever center that they have there. Nerlens Noel kind of comes to mind too, uh, because I don't think he has any leverage going into this offseason. Like that, that grouping of your if that's if that group is your best group or your best unit moving forward, well then that's that's better than Houston. I think it's it's I I would almost I would go to the extent that I would say it's objectively better than Houston. Uh, I, it's right there, if not a peg lower than Golden State. It's better than anything in, in the East, which kind of brings me to my final point here. And, and this is why when people kind of laughed at the Lakers as a possibility with LeBron James because they were coming off of a 35-win season. Well, this is all, like all of this, the way this is all playing out is why it was kind of stupid for people to laugh at the premise. Right, because here in LA, the Lakers have the flexibility in the cap. They have the type of assets and that, and the flexibility that you get with having those assets to be able to tell LeBron, "Hey, choose your one or two other superstars and the veteran players that you want to play with, and let's go to battle." Right, let's go to war with with the group that you want to that you want to put together. He couldn't do that in Houston. He can't do that in Philadelphia. Now, Houston and Philadelphia both offer him more immediate help. But as I just talked about for this last five minutes or so, the team that he's capable that the Lakers could potentially put together here is better than the Houston the team in Houston. Right? It's better than the team in Philadelphia. Now, the team in Philadelphia might have you know a, a longer stretch where they might be relevant in terms of title contention because of how young uh, Embiid and Simmons are, but I don't know if they if they reach the heights of a team with Kawhi, Paul George, LeBron in this hypothetical, maybe uh, Kemba, or if it's Lonzo and what he's capable of becoming. Like I don't know that you can't tell me definitively that that team in Philadelphia will ever reach this height, the height of of that kind of talent that the Lakers could be putting together here. And so, you know, it's really exciting times. I, I'm, I'm going to keep this to a short show because it's you guys are technically going to be listening to this on a, on a Friday. I'm going to release this as soon as it's edited, um, and then I'll, I'll post it on Silver Screen in the morning. But, uh, but yeah, this is it's going to be a crazy weekend. I think this situation with Kawhi will get resolved relatively quickly because – the teams that are going to be using assets to trade for him, uh, if those assets are going to be picks in this year's draft, 
well, then you need to trade those before those picks become players. So we might see a resolution to this within the week um, before before we get into draft day. And uh, and there's a there's a ton to be excited about. This is a this. I'm, at some point, I'm going to talk about this. Now, it, it might be shaping up into a boon or bust kind of offseason for the Lakers. But as of right now, I think I, if I had to lean one way or the other, I would say that we're probably I, I would bet on Boone more more confidently than I would bet on bus. So uh, exciting times, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening to me ramble on for these last 15 or so minutes, 20 or so minutes. You guys know where to find the show. Uh, maybe I'm, I'll talk to Pete and maybe we'll record Monday's show will be with him and me uh, answering either mailbag questions or talking about the stuff that's kind of gone on over the course of the what the, the weekend that will be. Uh, but you can follow the show on, on Twitter at Locked on Lakers. You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Irwin LA. You can find the show anywhere that you find uh, podcasts. If you have questions, leave those questions in the form of five-star reviews, and I promise I will answer them uh, either in Mailbag Mondays or or over the course of, course of the week, as I showed with with answering or, or having Pete answer a question uh, left to us uh, by Nick Batchelor on, on the last show. So have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great rest of your weekend. Happy Father's Day to everybody listening. Uh, happy Father's Day, Dad. I love you. Wouldn't be here without you, literally and, and figuratively. Uh, so have a great weekend. I'll talk to you guys on Monday.